And welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. I hear your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories, and I am your host, Fred, here as we go to something completely different. Uh, you know, we, we uh, often will change uh, moves, genres, dramas, dart across all kinds of different kinds of stuff, whether it is um, podcast, um, sort of amateur work, or more mid-level stuff, um, professionally produced work like ZBS, and, and everything in between. And uh, we're getting off our Chatterbox Theater kick as much as we've loved um, enjoying uh, spending time with our uh, friendly um, neighborhood Tennessee-based um, audio drama troupe. We are uh, going to start exploring some different stuff. Um, and here for the month of December is um, more family-friendly work, I guess I would say. It's not all um, ho- holiday-themed, though we are going to be playing A Christmas Carol in its entirety uh, by Quicksilver Radio Theater. That'll be on Christmas Day. Um, but we're also welcoming back uh, 19th Nocturne Boulevard with uh, stuff that is um, not horror, uh, not not thriller, uh, like their other work. So that's a, that's a little fun and different. And the piece we'll be featuring for the next two weeks is uh, by Chesterton Productions, uh, a pretty unique piece called The Shadow of the Bear. And what I really like about this is that it is a, a uh, contemporary retelling of a fairy tale. Uh, and I'm, I'm a big lover of folklore and myth and uh, of fairy tales, too. So uh, this does a very good job of setting a fairy tale in modern day. Um, it has um, sort of religious overtones, but it's not too overt. Um, it, it lets the story speak for itself, um, uses some inspiration from the fairy tale without um, being too uh, heavy-handed with it. It's about these two sisters, uh, very literary, kind of uh, geeky um, sisters who are living in New York City with their mom, um, who encounter a strange character called Bear, um, a guy who's um, a little more rough and tumble than they might um, ordinarily be exposed to, and the interesting adventures that um, knowing him uh, brings them into mysteries and all that. Um, it's about a four-hour piece, um, so we're only going to be featuring uh, maybe half of it throughout the course of the show, though you can catch the rest of it at chestertonproductions.com. Um, it's actually for sale as an MP3 download, um, which is actually pretty affordable, like 15 bucks, um, or a uh, more pricey um, CD set. Um, so you'll you'll get enough to get a taste for it. If you do get hooked, I um, encourage you to go to chestertonproductions.com to learn more about them. Uh, link will also be on the podcast site. So um, for now, enjoy Chesterton Productions' Shadow of the Bear. Once upon a time, in New York City, there lived two sisters who loved books, poetry, music, and fairy tales. They lived with their widowed mother in a brownstone cottage with two rose bushes in front of it. One winter night, a bear came to their door, and they let him in, even though he could not tell them his real name or his real mission, he became their friend, protector, and constant companion. They never dreamed that his friendship might cost them their lives. Chesterton Productions presents The Shadow of the Bear. Are you sure we can trust these guys we're meeting? As much as you can trust anyone on the streets of New York City. Just what I was afraid of. Don't look now, but it seems as though someone has gotten there before us. Let's go back. I don't like this. Yeah. Look out, here they come again. 
out of here. So who was responsible for that? I can guess. Your black dwarf? I bet. He must have connections. Whenever we get too close, the police seem to show up out of nowhere. That's what makes me think he's more than a drug dealer. We don't know for certain if this guy of yours exists. I know, but we haven't yet proved that he doesn't exist either. We're sort of beyond armchair speculation at this point. You can say that again. There. Meet you back at the place at nine, all right? Right. Watch yourself, Fish. I do. For the world that seems to lie before us a land of dreams hath really neither joy nor love, nor light, nor certitude, nor peace, nor help for pain. And here we are as on a darkling plain, struck by confused alarms of struggle and flight, where ignorant armies clash by night. What time is it, Rose? Rose? Mother should be back by now. Did you say something, Blanche? I asked you what time it was. Don't worry about Mother. It's the snow that's delayed her. Snow. Somehow snow seems more ominous in the city than in the country. Blanche, she's a few minutes late. Just because we lost one parent, you seem to think we're doomed to lose the other one. No, it's not that. It's just that anything could happen out there in that chaos. And that doesn't make you feel adventurous? No. Maybe once. Not anymore. I can't feel my feet anymore. Ooh, it's cold. It's like a quiet street. Out of the wind, at least. I'll cross here. You shouldn't drive so fast in this snow. Hey, he's not stopping. Oh, man. He's after me. Lady, look out. Lady, lady. Are you all right? Oh, my. Here, let me help you up. Groceries. Here, let me help you with those. Come on, I'll carry them for you. Where's your house? Right there. <gasps> What's happening? Someone's outside with Mother. Who? I don't know. Some big, tall shape. He's bending over her. We better see what's going on. No, Rose, wait. Mom! This doesn't seem like a good idea. I just slipped on the ice when I got out of the car, and the groceries went everywhere. Luckily, this young man was around to help me. 
Why don't you come inside for a moment, sir? That's all right. I can just put the bags on your step. Oh, bring them inside. Mom, that's not such a good idea. Here's your groceries. I really appreciate this. It's nothing. Here, let me give you some money. No, 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 don't do that. I just wanted I bet to. Help. He's some kind of homeless person. I couldn't leave person. you there on the ground, could I? I'm all right, really. Do you have somewhere to go? You look as though you've been outside for a while. I guess I have. Why don't you come in and warm up? Nah, that's all right. I'd better get going. Do you have some place to stay tonight? Yeah, don't worry about me. I'm all right. I'd better be getting home. How far is it from here? Do you have to walk? Mom, Blanche, she's only trying to help him. Rose, this is New York City. People here are dangerous. So? Sir, what's your name? Bear. Thank you, Bear. How about if I give you a subway token? It's very cold out there. No, really, I'll be all right. Blanche, go and get me a token from the kitchen can, please. Bear, you're wearing canvas sneakers. In this blizzard? Mm, yeah. They hardly give your feet any protection at all. Can you feel your feet? Well, sort of. How long have your feet been numb? Um, maybe a couple of hours. That's very dangerous. Bear, come inside this house at once. Oh, okay. Sit down here on the couch and take off your shoes. I need to see your feet. Boy, your hair is long. Yeah. Are your hands frostbitten too? Do you need help with your gloves? No, I've got them off. How long have you been outside? All day. I was afraid you'd say that. It's been terribly cold outside. Let me take your socks off. If you're frostbitten, you have to do it gently. Let's see. My goodness, you've certainly got frostbite. Blue at the extremities. I'm glad I made you come inside. If you'd walked home, you'd have had some permanent damage. Let me put them in cold water. We've got to warm your feet slowly or I'll damage the tissue. I'm sorry you're having to be bothering about me. Nothing to be sorry about. This water isn't cold enough. Rose, get me some ice cubes from the freezer. This is a big mistake to bring him in here. Why did you go pale when he took off his jacket? Are you scared of guys with long hair? No. Rose, don't you recognize this guy? No, not really. Should I? I've seen him hanging around the school parking lot in the mornings. You guys better pay up quick or I'm dead. Come on, man. Hey, you! Big guy! Yeah? He could be a drug dealer. Well, I don't think he'd have any luck trying to sell drugs to us. That's not the point. So why do you call yourself Bear? Is it because of your shaggy hair? Shaggy? Oh, the dreadlocks. Yeah, I guess they look shaggy. No, actually, I sort of picked up the name a few years ago when I was in juvenile detention. Sounds like you've had a pretty rough life. Yeah, in a way. Look, I don't want to make you nervous. I could just go to the emergency room. Bear, believe it or not, that's where I work. Although I did think I was done for the night. But really, it's better for you not to go outside yet. What were you in juvenile detention for? <clears throat> drug possession. You don't look like someone who uses drugs. I don't. I'm glad to hear that. I've never known anyone in juvenile detention before. What's it like? It was pretty bad. I was glad to get out. I'm making sure I don't go back. So why did they start calling you Bear? Well, 
One day in JD, these guys were beating up my brother. When I found them, they had his head in a sink full of water. They were trying to drown him just for kicks. I never used to fight anybody, but I just lost it and threw the three of them against the wall. I knocked the one guy out and the other two were scared pretty bad. I got sent to the disciplinary unit for two weeks for that, but nobody ever picked on my brother again. That's when they started calling me the bear. So your brother was in detention too? Does he have a nickname? Was he in detention for the same reason? Yeah, same as me. Drug possession with intent to deliver. But I'd rather not talk about that, sorry. Blanche, why don't you come in and sit down with us? That's okay, Mom. What does that mean, possession with intent to deliver? Possession with intent to sell. It means they were caught with a large amount of drugs on their person, more than the standard individual dose. Gee, Mom, you know all about this stuff. She probably sees a lot where she works. Yes, I do. Too much, unfortunately. Have you lived here in the city all your life? I was born in the city, but I moved out when I got married. My husband died last year, and my old supervisor offered me a staff position in the hospital. So we moved back here. I'm sorry your husband died. What did he die of? Cancer. My mother died of cancer, too. I'm sorry, too. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Does that hurt? Good. How sharp is the pain? Faint, or does it really hurt? Uh, It really hurts. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, it probably will get worse before it gets better. So, uh, what's your name, Snow White? Why did you call her that? Well, she has black hair and white skin, doesn't she? Like Snow White in the fairy tale. My name's Blanche. Don't you love her hair? She got it from our Irish grandmother. My hair's red, like my dad's was. It's pretty. We go to St. Catherine's High School. Blanche is a senior and I'm a junior. Oh, Rose, come on. We just moved here, so we really haven't made any friends yet. Well, actually, no friends, really. Some of the girls are nice. But almost all the guys are jerks. Most boys that age are just immature. So do you think they'll grow out of it? Well, it's possible. Well, that's a sign of hope. Some of the senior boys are nice, but I yell at them when they tease my sister. What do they tease you for? Something to do, I guess. I used to get picked on when I was in school. Why? You're so big and tall. You look like a football player. I don't know. I was just different from everyone else, I guess. What were you doing outside for so long? Personal business. Oh, okay. So how are your feet? They hurt, but it's bearable now. How soon can I go, Mrs... I don't even know your name, sorry. Breer, Jean Breer. You should probably stay inside until you've recovered total feeling. Here, wrap them in this towel. I'm going to have some dinner. Would you like anything? No, thanks. You've been very kind to me. You folks like books, I see. Well, we've only got six bookshelves in this tiny room, so that's a safe guess. That's only half of our books. The rest are upstairs in the hallway in our bedrooms. We're book addicts. That's great. Do you like to read? I like to read this guy, G.K. Chesterton. I've read quite a bit of him. What, you too? Nobody reads G.K. Chesterton these days. I love him. Have you read his romances like Man Alive and The Napoleon of Notting Hill? Yeah, I have. And you're right, not too many people read him these days. Don't you love his poetry? Blanche, remember that long poem of his about the Battle of King Alfred and the Barbarians? I love the section where he receives a vision from God, and the Blessed Virgin tells him, 
The men of the East may spell the stars and times triumphs mark, but the men signed with the cross of Christ go gaily in the dark. That's the Ballad of the White Horse. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, I like his poetry. I like poetry in general. Do you know any? I mean, to recite. I don't know anybody our age who likes poetry. Let me see. When in disgrace with fortune and men's eyes, I alone bewail my outcast state, and trouble deaf heaven with my bootless cries, and look upon myself and curse my fate. And that's pretty much all I remember. That's great. Blanche, your turn. Dust I am to dust and bending from the final doom impending. Help me, Lord, for death is near. Mm, that sounds like Tennyson. T.S. Eliot. Murder in the Cathedral. You're right. It's a personal favorite of mine. Oh, this is wonderful. Bear, you have to visit us again. We're awfully lonely here. And it would be such fun to talk poetry with someone again. Well, maybe I will, if you like. Please, I beg you. All right. Uh, I should probably get going, though. Where are my shoes? They're right here. You're welcome to come anytime, Bear. Well, thanks a lot for saving my feet. I'm really grateful. Glad to help. And make sure you come back. Good night, then. Well, he's gone, as suddenly as he came. He frightens me. Did you say you knew that guy? Yes. He doesn't go to our school, but I've seen him hanging out in the schoolyard a few times with the school drug crowd. I always thought he was a dealer. Wow. He certainly doesn't seem quite like what I'd have expected then. He's not a safe person. You never know. Maybe he's just lonely. You never know. He could be lying to us about not using drugs. He could be planning to rob us, or worse. And those awful dreadlocks. Why on earth do people do that to themselves? Oh, come on, Blanche. Well, we'll see if he comes back. Don't worry, Blanche. I know you're trying to be cautious, but I must admit he doesn't seem like a dishonest person. We can't judge a person by his looks, not even by his hair. Why am I the only sensible person left in this family? Maybe something so bad will happen that we'll be sorry that we ever let him in. Nonsense. I'm glad we let him in. He helped Mom, and he needed us. Who cares what happens next? Blanche, you've got to stop being such a fraidy cat. After all, we may never even see him again. Oh, no. We'll see him again. There's no getting out of it now. We've let him in. School's starting. Now the drug crowd is out on the playground, as usual. So 
Blanche, do you see that bear person selling drugs today? No. Rose, stop it. Just because I want to protect our family from a strange guy who happens to stop by our house in the middle of a snowstorm, that's no reason to make fun of me. I'm not making fun of you, sis. Do you really think Bear is dangerous? I don't know. It's not him exactly. It's... He has a dark shadow. A shadow? There's something following him that's dangerous. Dangerous to our family, Rose, particularly to you. Well, Dad used to say that you were the wisest one in the family. I'll see you after lunch, okay? Okay. Hey, Blanche. Great. Carl Lester, as usual. Would you give me the answers to our homework for biology? I don't think so. Please. Come on, Blanche, be my friend. Please, leave me alone. You got a date for this Friday? Go away. Aw, oh, plan hard to get, are ya? Come on, get your nose out of your book. Wanna go out with me Friday night? I could show you a real good time. Come on, Blanche, you gotta start sometime. You and I would be good together, I know. Aw, <laughs> oh, don't run out on me. Wait, I moved too fast, and now I'm dizzy. Great. Just great. I wish I didn't have this stupid stress reaction. I can see myself keeled over on the bathroom floor. That would be the highlight of the week. Okay. Okay. Stop getting upset. There. That's better. It's the Immaculate Complexion. Eileen Raskin and Company. This is definitely my day, all right. Hey, Blanche. Found date for the prom yet? As if I'd want to go to any stupid prom. I heard Carl Lester's anxious. Come on, lay off the girl. She's too busy being the most intellectual of us all. So, I just love this school. At least I have English next. Knowledge is a good in and of itself. It's not something simply to use. And studying great literature gives us a greater knowledge of ourselves, of what it is to be human. So I think what you're saying is that it's impossible to get an A in this class unless we're Shakespeare or something. <laughs> Actually, if it will make you feel better, I did give an A once to a student poem uh, about four years ago. I bet the one who wrote that poem was her special pet. Maybe. I wonder. To Frost's famous poem, Nothing Gold Can Stay. The poem gave a wonderful description of how leaves sprout and die. The last verse went, First tree flowers float, wisp on water, though it's air, each prism parallel suspended there. As sap is rising, growing as it stays, 
bending under sap's height, giving praise. Oh, they have been bent, growing green, for which they fade, singing only to be silent, to rest laid. Again to all then they're flying, tallest mountains, highest skies, all things good and green are falling only to rise. Perhaps I was a bit hasty in giving it an A, but I did, so I let it stand. For a student composition, I thought it was excellent. Now, please open your literature books to page 106. Sister Geraldine? Yes, Miss Breer. I wondered, may I have a copy of that poem that you quoted to us? Certainly. Take it to the school office and ask Sister Daphne to make a photocopy of it for you. Then bring it right back here. Uh, yes? What did you all things green and good are falling, tallest mountains, highest skies. All things good and green are falling, only to rise. A. Denniston. It would figure that the one student in the school who was a poet graduated a long time ago. I must say your opinions on art and music are quite antiquated. What do you want? A photocopy for Sister Geraldine. I'll take care of it. Go on, Mr. Freet. You can't pretend that this trash that they're putting out today is really music. It's abysmally inferior to just about anything from the 19th century. Take Chopin, for instance. None of these contemporary composers can hold a candle to him. I disagree. Just because you don't find something to be pretty doesn't mean there's no truth in it. Art isn't about truth, it's about form. That's why the absence of a beautiful structured form destroys music. Yes, in art too. I suppose you'd have us remain frozen in admiration of, say, Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Michelangelo is a perfect example. Art is about beauty and not truth. Here's your coffee, dear. Thank you. Excuse me. I wish Rose weren't homesick today. I hate walking alone. You guys better pay up quicker. I'm dead. Hey, you, big guy. Yeah? What do you want? You got any cash on you? Shove it, Shaky. Come on. Hey, what's that girl looking at? You looking for trouble, girl? Leave her alone. What do you want with me? The day is getting better. School's almost over. You don't look so good. Oh, I thought I was going to pass out over lunch. That's all. Was someone teasing you again? We both know that's the school's second most popular sport around here. <laughs> Don't worry about me. If it was Carl Lester again, I'm going to clean his clock. I'm serious. The kids in your class must have a pitiful amount of self-esteem to be such bullies. Oh, if we believe Bear, they'll get over it someday. Keep your chin up. I'll find those boys and I'll pound them. See you soon. Bye. I'm glad I don't care what people think of me, or I'd be in a mess of trouble. Hey, Red! 
Oh, hi, Rob. What you been up to? Oh, nothing much. You don't do much, do you? You going to the prom? The senior prom? I'm only a junior. Why'd you ask? Just taking a survey. Hey, bet you didn't know this. See that iron door over there? I almost didn't see it beneath all those coats of paint. Do you know there's a tunnel there? Really? Yeah, it goes over to that abandoned church next door. A long time ago, the two buildings were connected. What happened to the church? Nah, the floor was going to fall in or something, so they closed it down. And also, there was the murder. The murder? A priest got shot there. You never heard that story? No. Well, the story of Old Saint Lawrence Church starts with the treasure. The old priest over there, Father Raymond, he used to collect hundreds of chalices and gold stuff for the altar. All the stuff churches were throwing away when they got rid of the Latin and the Mass. He collected it all and hid it in the church. And then one night, when he was polishing his collection, he was murdered. Murdered? Yeah. Some crazy guy came and shot him in the back, right behind the altar. They say they'd never gotten the bloodstains off the floor. And the guy who shot him stole everything, all the gold and junk. They never found the guy who did it. That's horrible. Yeah, it happens. They had to close down the church because they said they couldn't raise the money to fix the roof. But it was really because they couldn't find a priest who would work in that church again. You see, it's haunted now. Just be careful when you pass the church after dark. The axe murderer who lives there will get you. I thought you said the priest was shot. Yeah, by an axe murderer who mislaid his axe. Next best thing. Oh, they strangled him too. Must have been a real sicko. That should put you to sleep at night. Do you know they took the word gullible out of the dictionary? Ha ha ha. Ooh, last period. I wonder if Bear will come by again tonight. Just when I was enjoying being alone. Bear! Just who I was hoping to see. Come on in. I just wanted to drop off a thank you gift. Well, please come on in. Welcome again, Bear. I just thought I'd get you a little thank you gift for saving my toes last night. Italian cookies. Oh, these are a real favorite of ours. How did you know we liked them? Well, come on in, and I'll make some hot chocolate to go with them. Yes, please join us. We're just about to sit down for dessert. Well, okay, if you don't mind. Hi again. Hi. I see you are playing the piano. Is that the music for the Moonlight Sonata? Yes. You know, I've seen you before. At St. Catherine's, in the schoolyard. I've seen you there, too. I keep pretty lousy company, don't I? It's your choice. I feel like talking poetry. Blanche, where's that poem you got today? I don't know. In my backpack somewhere. Well, go get it. I'm dying to see it. Me first. 
The first tree flowers float, wisp on water, though it's air, each prism parallel suspended there. Suspended there as death is rising. Is this something you wrote yourself? Bending under no. It was written by one of my English teacher's favorite students. All things good and green are falling, only to rise. I think it's great. Here, Mom, you read it. I like the rhyme scheme on it. It's really good for someone our age. Bear, do you want to see it too? It has some good images. What do you think of it, Bear? <clears throat> I don't know. It seems a bit overdone, if you ask me. What do you mean, overdone? I get the feeling the guy who wrote it didn't know much about death or suffering. The poem just seems to answer the question too easily. It's sort of trite, really. I still like the poem it's copying off of better. Robert Frost's poem. So where'd you find that? Sister Geraldine read it in class today. Sister Geraldine is one of those rare specimens of people. I don't think she's really who she says she is. Well, I suppose she really is a nun, but she's more than just an old schoolmarm. Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure. Have you ever felt that there's something going on in life that not everyone is aware of? Explain thyself. As though there's a story going on that everyone is a part of, but not everybody knows about? A sort of drama, a battle between what's peripheral and what's really important? As though the people you meet aren't just their plain, prosaic selves but are actually princes and princesses, gods and goddesses, fairies, shepherds, all sorts of fantastic creatures who have chosen to hide their real shape for some reason or another. You could be an enchanted prince in disguise. Everyone in the world just might be something extraordinary, but very few of them know it? Oh, a few know it. Or at least they have an inkling. True, but when you catch a glimpse of the real meaning of life, it's easier to find others who also have that glimpse. That's why you found us, Bear. You're one of those kind of people. You know. And are you two princesses in disguise? I don't think so. I feel too ordinary. But maybe real princesses feel ordinary. Oh, I don't think so. How could a princess feel ordinary? I think we're too rough and plain. Of course, we could have a marvelous destiny in store for us even if we are peasants. Blanche, don't take my plate. There's still crumbs on it. I have to finish my homework. I should be going. <sighs> A double blow. Well, I'm glad you came over, Bear. I really enjoyed talking with you. Thanks. I did too. You're welcome to come by again. Anytime. And just don't vanish on us. We're starved for company. Come by tomorrow if you like. Don't worry. I'll take you up on your offer. Goodbye. Yes. Please come again. I will. Thank you. There. He's vanished again, just like that. Did you lock the door? I always do. you so long. I just went by that family's house to say thanks for last night. Oh, wonderful idea. They're good people. You're not thinking of going back, are you? I am. I told them I'd be by tomorrow. Bad idea. 
Look, I've never met a family like theirs before. You don't meet people like them every day. These things happen for a reason sometimes. Whatever. Listen, do you realize that we've never been around a normal, healthy family before? Where people actually respect each other and are friends with one another. I need to be around something like that. Especially because of all the stuff we're involved in. Yeah, you'd better think hard about that, brother. Because whoever mixes with us may be in trouble soon. You didn't forget that, did you? No. Look, just trust me, okay? All right. Look, I'm sorry I got ticked off. I started to implement your plan today. I got the item out of hiding. You did? Yes. It's a risk to bring them back into daylight, but we'll see if it works. Oh, I know it'll work. Just not so sure what to do if it does. Blanche, you aren't still suspicious of our friend Bear, are you? Oh, I don't know. It's a mystery. He comes by every night and we talk for hours. But do you realize how little we actually know about him? But I feel as if I know him. That's what's important. Yes, but who is he really? What's his family like? Where does he live? What does he do all day when he's not visiting us? They might seem like little details, Rose, but they're terribly important too. Whatever you say. I'm just glad we have a friend in the city. At last. How can we call him a friend if we don't really know him? Bear! What is it? Just catching up with you. Did you get a hold of that guy last night? No, I hung out till eight or nine, but I didn't see him. What were you doing at nine? Visiting the Brayers. You're really hooked on those girls, aren't you? Sort of. You know, I wish you could come too. You'd get a kick out of the younger one. Oh, that would be wise, I'm sure. <laughs> no, one of us has got to be level-headed. <sighs> it's Friday night in the city. More snow coming. Hey, you two. What? Look, can you use three tickets to the Met? The Met? To a concert? No, the opera. The Marriage of Figaro. I don't think we can... Look, my friend stood me up. I'm willing to give them away if I have to. It's only for standing room, not too expensive. <sighs> Go ahead, take them. Let me give you a few bucks from... Sure. Enjoy the show. I know what you're going to ask me. Look, we don't need to do anything tonight, do we? No. I could meet you back here by three. Don't bother. Go ahead. Go find your lady friends and take them to the opera. You've got exactly 45 minutes to get them there. Are you sure you don't want to go with me instead? Me? Are you crazy? The Marriage of Figaro? I've seen that opera five times, and you know I can't stand the new tenor they've got. All right. I'll see you later, then. Don't bother. Take the night off. Are you serious? The Metropolitan Opera? Oh, Mom, can we go? Why don't you take the girls, Bear? They love the show, and I'm a bit too tired tonight. It'll be a rare treat for them. Oh, bye! 
Why? Should we get dressed up? Not for standing room seats. Just wear what you have on. Oh, but that would be too ordinary. Can't I just run and change? Yeah, but hurry. The show starts in half an hour, and it'll take us 20 minutes to get there on the train. Do you have tokens? All set, Captain. Okay, ready? When we get down the steps, run! Come on! Let's go, let's go, let's go! Let's go. Ah, he didn't tell us how fast he could run! Hurry up, Slowpoke! Made it! That was close. There's no seats. Hold on to my coat if you need to. Do you know, I always imagine that subway trains are dragons, tearing back and forth across the city in their underground caves, devouring people and spitting them out at random destinations. They're about as loud as dragons. Hey, weirdo. What the? Rob! What are you doing here tonight? Going to the opera? What are you doing? Ooh, the opera! Getting some culture shock, are you? I thought you were going to call me tonight. Well, I can't. You're not home, are you? Oh, me and the guys are going over to Lisa's house for a party. Wanna come? No, I've gotta go to, to the, the opera. Yeah, I know. You said that. So, Blanche, this is the famous Rob? It is. Tell me something. Why does Rose like this guy? He's just nothing like the type of guy I'd expect your sister to like. With all her talk about princes and gypsies. Well, Rob is a nice guy. And he's very popular. And he's good looking. Well, I'll catch you later. Call me tomorrow night, if you want. Oh, Blanche, can you believe it? What a coincidence. I'm so glad I saw him. I would have felt so bad if he'd called and I wasn't there. He wasn't going to call you anyhow. He was going to a party. Oh, he would have called from the party. That's what he said he was going to do. Oh gosh, I can't believe I saw him. He's just so good looking. Shh, being rude to bear. How do you like it so far? It's incredibly beautiful. I want to be Susanna. Yes, she's the best character. It's amazing. The music is so powerful that the people on stage seem more real than we are. But they're just acting, and we're the real people. It's an illusion. Or perhaps, perhaps it's a glimpse of what reality is really like. Maybe you're right. I have an idea. Some people are leaving. Let's go up front and see if we can snag some empty front row seats for the second act. Great idea! We should always get standing room only seats. It was wonderful. I'll only take standing room tickets from now on if you say so. It's starting to snow again. How perfect. Oh, look at that dress in the store window. Now that's what I would buy if I had the money. That white one with the long skirt? 
Yes, it's lovely. It probably costs a fortune, though, at this store. Couldn't you just make a dress like that? I thought you girls sewed a lot. Oh, probably. But it would just be so elegant to buy one like that. Just once, you know? It's more the idea of the dress than the actual dress that attracts me. Yes! That's the sort of dress that makes you want to go find a windswept hill covered with flowers to stand on and case the sky with a brooding expression on your tranquil face. <laughs> hey, girls. Can I take you somewhere? Where? A special place of mine. It won't take long. It's on your way home. You don't have to come. Not if you're scared. It's just, well, I can't go there during the day, and I sort of wanted to show you this place. It means a lot to me. Come on, Blanche. Let's go. I don't think we should. You were the one who wanted to find out about his life. Now's our chance. But can we trust him? You sure it won't take long? It won't, I promise. I just thought it might be interesting for you. An adventure. All right. But please, let's get home soon. It's snowing hard, and I don't want to make Mother worried. The men signed with the cross of Christ go gaily in the dark. It is dark out. There's no one around in this part of town. Where are we? You'll recognize it soon. Look at him, Blanche. He's changed. He's walking taller now. We're in his territory, the wild places. But he's our friend. He's still not a tame bear. We're right by the school. We just came from a different direction. Yeah, I thought you'd figure it out. Why are we here? Are we going to the school building? No, we're going to the church. Old St. Lawrence's? But I thought it was locked up. I happen to have an old set of keys. I used to be an altar boy there. You? Believe it. Follow me. Ugh, smells dusty. Lord, protect us. This is so neat. Shh. Sorry. I can't see anything. I keep some visual candles over here. Hold on, I'll get one. My violin teacher told me what a beautiful church this is. Or was. Blanche, they used to have school masses here instead of in the assembly hall before it was abandoned. The floor is unstable. Oh, just wonderful. It's only unstable in certain places. 
Don't worry. I know where the weak spots are. All I can see are your faces. What was that? A rat. Don't worry. I'll go first and scare them. This church is huge. Can you see anything? Pews. I can make out the stained glass and the streetlights outside. It's so dark. This is where the sanctuary starts. Cool. Marble altar rails. Uh, wait. Don't go in. The roof leaks, and it's been rotting the floorboards in the sanctuary. That's where the floor problems are. I wish the parish would have fixed the leaks when they first started. The problem will only get worse as time goes on. It's a crying shame. You can't see much of it now, but it was a magnificent church. You really seem to care about this place. Well, as an enchanted prince, this is the closest thing to a palace I've got. <laughs> oh yes, sir, I had forgotten. There's a marble facade on the altar with statues of saints and angels. This part of the floor is weak. Wait here. I'll light some more candles so you can see it. Bear? Bear, are you alright? Hmm? Uh, I'm alright. I'm just remembering. I think those statues remember, too. Bear's right. It is a ruined palace, after all. Its glory has passed away. What are you sensing, Blanche? You look... You look so afraid. There's something terrible hiding in the shadows. Something horrible has happened here. It's evil. And Bear's caught up in it. He's not resisting it. What do you mean, Blanche? I don't know. I just feel it. Something evil has destroyed this place. It wants to destroy Bear. The darkness. It's so vast. Look at the candles. They're burning away the darkness, bit by bit. It's not all over. It's not all over yet. I think Bear is done praying. Or remembering. Or whatever. So... What do you think? I never knew this abandoned church was so lovely inside. I've never seen such an altar. If we came here in the daytime, you'd see much more of this church's character. But I think you can feel it, even in the dark. Yes? Careful of this floor. Come around behind the altar. You can see the statue of Christ best from behind it. When I was an altar boy, this was my favorite spot. Funny. The statue looks like you a bit, with the long dark hair. 
What's wrong? Now he's angry. What? Uh, sorry. What did you say? It wasn't important. What are those... stains on the carpet? Some crazy guy came and shot him in the back, right behind the altar. They say they'd never gotten the bloodstains off the floor. Did you say something? I seem to be going deaf. N nothing We're not making much progress at conversation here, are we? Well, I guess we should go. What time is it? Um, around two o'clock. We can walk to your house from here, right? Yes. We do it every day from school. Why did you take us there? Oh, I don't know. It's just my place, that's all. I go there every now and then. It holds a lot of memories. I can tell. Bear? What, Rose? <sighs> no, I changed my mind. Bear, you can keep your secrets. Before, I wanted to find out more. But now... Now, I guess I'm just content to let you be a mystery. I agree. Thanks. I appreciate your trust in me. You're welcome. <sighs> Bother. We're all becoming far too melancholic. And all this lovely snow all over the place. Hey! Oh my gosh, she got you good! If you want a snowball fight with me, you'd better have second thoughts, Rose! Try me! Come on, Bear! Your poor sister! You almost got him in the face that time! You killed him! Did I? Are you dead? your lover dead <laughs> oh have some mercy rose well i suppose in charity we should relent you there sir bear we have decided thou shalt receive our pardon and our favor if thou so desirest a thousand blessings upon you i will be ever most noble and meek if you will only allow me to serve you and will <laughs> Bestow on me the blessings of your company again. Well, since it is cold out here, we shall make our peace. It's too late tonight, most noble Sir Bear, but return tomorrow and we shall wine and dine thee on hot chocolate and cookies. For such a promise, fair ones, I shall return. I'd best say farewell before the neighbors call the police. Good night! Such a nice young man. Well, then why ever were you fighting with him? Blanche, dear, I was just looking after your welfare. 
<laughs> I had a weird dream last night. Do you know how to interpret dreams? Do I look like I should? Sort of. Some people have that gift, like Daniel in the Bible. I always think my dreams mean something. Sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. Okay. Well, see if you can interpret this one. I dreamed that those mean girls from school had kidnapped my sister, and Mom didn't seem to care. Then the doorbell rang, and I ran to open it, and it was the girls from school. And I said to them, where's Blanche? And they said, we have her. And I said, what are you going to do with her? And they said, we're going to stick her head in a box full of styrofoam balls. Is that painful, I asked? And they said, yes, very painful. And that's all I remember. Isn't that weird? <laughs> uh, a box of styrofoam balls? Yeah, it seemed normal in the dream. And I sort of thought it was a kind of torture or something. No more craft projects for you, Rose. <laughs> so do you think that it had any meaning? Oh, yes. <laughs> Deep meaning. Blanche, stop laughing. What does it mean? It means you're seriously demented. Bear, stop it! <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Very funny. Well, I was going to tell you a more serious dream, but I won't if you're only going to hoot at it. Is this your recurring dream about the blood? Yeah. What happens in it? It's pretty simple, usually. It usually starts with me at home. And my mom asks me to go outside and pick roses from the bushes outside. The ones in the window boxes? Yeah. Mom brought them from our home in the country. Well, I go outside, and then I look at the road, and it's all full of red water. It's not water, but it's, it's blood. And then all of a sudden, I'm waiting in this red river, and I'm singing. Family come out and yell at me, come back, get out of the water. But I just wave, and I walk down the river, and I sing. And the water's like blood. That's the freaky part. But for me in the dream, it's normal, and I'm happy as I walk away. And I know all of a sudden that I'm never going to see them again. But I don't care. It's a very weird feeling, but I like it. You see why I asked you if you could interpret dreams? Perhaps you're going to be a martyr. I've thought of that. That's what I think. But I don't know. Do you have any weird dreams? There is one dream I could tell you about. Well, it still gives me the creeps. In the dream, my brother and I were running away from this gang. The gang caught us, and they were hitting us with iron pipes and sticks. Then, all of a sudden, this big guy with the cross came and scared them away. So we went off with this guy, and we were starting to feel safe when we fell into this pit. And then everything went black. Gradually, I saw these little shapes moving around my body. They looked like little men. They were like black dwarves, and they were cutting pieces out of my clothes and hair and taking them away. I, I realized that they had already eaten the guy with the cross and my brother and they were going to start eating me next, little by little. And, and then I woke up. Ugh. 
I had it a long time ago, but I can't forget it. I always seem to start thinking about it when I'm in a dark place. Did you know the guy with the cross? Yes, actually, he was a good friend of mine. Sort of my substitute father. He was murdered a few years ago. I'm sorry. How? There was a robbery. Uh, a thief shot him. I'd rather not talk about it. You know, I've been meaning to tell you, I don't know how much longer I'll be able to keep visiting you so regularly. I'm just getting to be so busy, and I'll be having to take care of things in the evenings. Oh, no! Oh, I'm not saying goodbye forever. I just can't come by so often. Well, come by whenever you can. You're practically our only friend. We'd miss you a lot. Don't worry. I'll be back at least a few times this month. Good night. Good night, Mrs. Brer. And that was part one of Shadow of the Bear by Chesterton Productions. We'll have them on again next week um, to do a second hour or so of that drama, um, as well as talking to the creators a little bit about um, this unique production, um, how what went into it, um, how they decided to choose this particular piece, why they decided to um, make it an audio drama, all that fun stuff. Um, and then later on, uh, we'll be having 19 Nocturne Boulevard with uh, Saki, a story uh, dedicated to Saki, if I got his name right, not the not the um, Japanese beverage, but the English writer. <laughs> and then uh, um, closing out the month on Christmas Day, we'll be having um, our friends at the Quicksilver Radio Theater back for a Christmas carol. Um, and of course, if you can't wait for more, check out the podcast and blog, radiodramarevival.com. Um, we are also on iTunes. Search for Radio Drama Revival. Um, iTunes issues have been fixed. Shouldn't be having any trouble with your podcast reader. Um, if you are, give me a buzz. Fred at RadioDramaRevival.com. And if you have any other questions, suggestions, work you'd like to submit, um, again, Fred at RadioDramaRevival.com. Um, love to chat with you. And that wraps it up for this week. Until uh, next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and have a great week.